And now, back to Lifeline with Jesse Gistand. All right, we're back. The time is 6.10 on the Monday edition of Lifeline, and we are going to do what we said. We're going to the phone lines. Let's go now to John, um, no, Eddie on line number two. Eddie from Nevada on line number two. Eddie, are you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so you sound like you're wallowing in aluminum foil. Oh, shucks. Let me uh, plug this in here. I'm going to go to speakerphone. Um, Sorry about the delay. Am I am I am I sounding any better? A whole lot better, and 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 clearer too. How are you? Okay, I am well. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you've opened up a bunch of wonderful uh, concepts and scripture, of course. Um, I love Josh. Yes, the unexplainable part of the beauty, and then you tied it to the gospel is so um, uh, getting there. I, I don't know anything. I'll start with that. Comparing how he explains heaven in the Bible. And how he explains uh, just being able to uh, please hide behind this rock and you can see the back side of me. And, mm-hmm. and he glowed for three days. I guess it was Moses or mm-hmm. one of those. Uh, the other. The it other, was Moses. Uh, it was Moses. I'm going to uh, help you. It okay. was Moses. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just, just that, that, that idea of, of, the, of the still small voice okay. and the, um, the, the, the gentleness. So, uh-huh. so God uh-huh. Is, uh-huh. Is, is surrounded in this throne. He explains in gems. Yeah. He explains in streets of gold. So yeah. I'm going to enjoy looking at creation on earth, and then I'm going to go to Scripture for the beauty of heaven. And how can he not be beautiful? Uh-huh. How, can, how can he not? Because of the, uh, because of the throne he explains. Uh-huh. And 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 then and then you were going to go into how how he's beautiful when it's ugly in judgment, and I wanted to to ask the audience and myself how beautiful is he when your life is ugly, because it's so um, he's more beautiful when I'm in a mess. I think so. And and I don't mean that he's my uh, well, he is my savior at that point, and I'm not allowed to go and purposely sin and get into a huge mess uh, because of grace, but. Gosh, when you're when you're crying from redemption for the next day, where he loves you again and again and again and again, it's so beautiful. And and I want to, uh, I just want to uh, continue with the fact how it how it affects my life. Is yeah, yeah. When I see these relationships, when I'm talking with people, yeah. And I see glimpses of the spirit in them, like Josh had mentioned, yeah. And I want to cry inside, yeah, because of the beauty. Yeah. The beauty of of Jesus, God Almighty, by the power of the Holy Spirit, makes me cry. And I tell you, brother, I cry more tears of joy on this planet than I do in grief. Amen. It's it's a beautiful thing to experience. How many times He's redeemed me a day? Yeah, yeah. Just in my thought life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just the decisions I'm making about temptation. Yep. It's just it's that whole relationship thing, and probably the quiet voice that I have not even mastered with any child that I love or any wife, my only wife that I've married to, but the, the gentle voice yeah. is so beautiful. Yeah. So I just want to stop there. I'm glad you, I'm, I'm very glad you called because I, 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 I'm, I was afraid that the topic was going to be viewed as much more feminine. And yet I got, I got, you know, three brothers to call in and chime in from different angles. And, and that's to be under understood. Like Deborah said, we are all unique and therefore there's going to be a slight uniqueness to it. But let me, let me, let me assure you of something, Eddie. Yes. And that is this, you have 
captured the essence of God's beauty redemptively, and that is so critically important. You've captured the essence of God's beauty redemptively, and you were able to articulate it, particularly in the areas of our faults, how that God is beautiful uh, towards us in our faults. And that's exactly where David wants us to go. David wants us to press so deeply into the reality of the constancy of God's beauty because of the sufficiency of his redemptive characteristics that shapes him as the most unique father, son, and paraclete uh, in the universe, thereby all of God's people calling God beautiful in all areas when we're healed. Because, you know, you would agree with me that God's children are broken and that we're tore up and that we are flawed and that we can fail to see God's beauty um, in in, in everything uh, until we are... um, Recovered and restored and strengthened and built up in the faith with a knowledge that allows us to do what his only begotten son did when his only begotten son said, even so, Father, this seems well in your sight. And because it's well in your sight that you would save some and let others perish, I rejoice because Christ was able to see the perfections of beauty shining out of God's sovereign will and choice over all matters, knowing that there will be no viable or legitimate assailment against God in the final assignment when men bring all the kind of carping questions they do today against God and against his will and against his rights and his purposes and his plans as they do. Jesus who knows God perfectly, being one with him in nature, bearing the same nature as God, yet being one with us in humanity, bearing the same nature as us, is able to communicate to us that God is consistent in his beauty across the board, whether we like it or not. And it would be much better that we come to discover the beauty of God in his selective sovereign uh, prerogative uh, than for us to to carp at it. But that's where we grow. You've done a great job, my friend. I appreciate your calling in. I love your passion, too, because what beauty is supposed to do for us is create a level of not only ethos, right acting, not only logos, right thinking, but pathos, right feeling, right feeling. Thank you for the call. I'm going to take another break. And when I come back, I will take um, Arbus and then Jonathan. Arbus and then Jonathan and then Joel. Uh, we've got one line open, one 888 You all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the beauty of the Lord. And I want to do more than be religious about it. I definitely want to draw you into a deeper walk with God in Christ by his spirit. So you and I can be better witnesses of his glory. To everyone around us. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline with Jesse Gistand. And we are back at the time 620 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We have a, a real good track record going on here. Now I get a chance to mix it up here in a minute with um with, with more um brothers and then so I'll do Jonathan first on line three and then Arbus and then Catherine. I've got one line open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One line open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. How are you today, John uh, Jonathan? I'm doing well, brother, and yourself? I'm very good. Oh is this my, my Jonathan? This is this is Jonathan. Okay, so man, how my how's my girl doing? 
Man, she's uh, she's good. Baby's four months now. Awesome. Driving. Awesome. Thank, thanking God every single day, man. Amen, amen. Miss you guys. Miss you guys. But I know you're doing what you got to do. Yes, indeed. We're actually hoping we can visit you guys, um, if not this Sunday, next Sunday. But we're actually at uh, Vallejo Community Church now. Um, I believe Pastor Phil actually knows of you. No, That's yeah, we know each other well. We know Phil Foley. We know each other well. Wonderful. Yeah, okay, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a sister church. Okay. You, yeah, you, I was actually hoping to, um, to speak with you more on a personal one-to-one to see, you know, your input on the church and everything. But my wife and I were, uh, since we're in Vallejo, we were hoping to make that our home church. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you don't even have to. Um, no, I know Phil. I know the founding pastor, Steve. I know his brothers. They know me well. Um, we've all, we've got some uh, what we call cross pollinization going on there. If I had to recommend any church in the Vallejo area, that would be the the one community Bible church. Uh, we hold um, to all the essentials of the gospel alike. And I'm sure you can pick up on that when you listen. I most definitely did. I actually had a brief conversation with the pastor there, too, and he definitely affirmed some things, you know, that was needed to be, uh, you know, that was dove into first to affirm, you know, if it's actually a Bible-based church. So yeah. definitely, thank you. Good, thank good, you good. Good, man. Well, I'm so, glad uh, the Lord led you there. Yes, he did. And Let me I'm, ask I'm you. Well. Let yeah. me ask you now that you are a... Uh, a uh, burgeoning young father, um, uh, you know, from chin to chin with a beautiful daughter and beautiful wife. Um, have you ever, have you found God, Jonathan, to be beautiful? I have. And what this topic has done for me has made me remember that. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Um, Talk to me, man. Salvation in itself alone was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Recognizing Christ in his work in salvation, and I was, you know, in Flame's turn, woke my butt up. Yeah. Everything about him was beautiful. Yeah. The fact that this wonderful creator, loving, merciful, just being that he is, could love somebody like me. Right. Made me appreciate the beauty that Christ himself offers. Yeah. And if I was going to relate it to something, you know, worldly, it would have to be marriage. Okay. In the same in the same sense, you know, when the Lord drew me drew me to my wife and my wife to me, it was that spirit that drew me to my wife that made me recognize the beauty that I found in her. Right. And as a husband, I'm sure you can relate in other men listening that when we finally found our significant other, that's what we constantly have to go back to is what drew us to our wives. It was that beauty. It was that thing that we want to keep on a daily, but we have to work for because as sinful fallen men, we tend to forget these things at times, but our wife still loves us. And um, I think that's what I can relate the beauty of God in for myself. It's been very long time since I've actually sat back and said, God, you are beautiful. But that, again, this topic just reminded me that we have to, to see that right. daily. Right. That's that's what draws us to him. Now, I love it. And and I'm going to uh, take up now what we call in theology, covenant theology. We have three major covenant frameworks, paradigm typologies that, that actually encompasses the whole Bible. And we call it the father son paradigm. That's that's clearly laid out in the Bible. The Bible works in a patriarchal framework. Father, son, father, son, father, son, and God, the father and God, the son are preeminent in the gospel, in the Bible that way. And that relationship is profound, um, is perverted among men, father, sons. 
but it's profound when you have it, as I do with my boys. Um, and then we have what is called the king servant paradigm. God, the father's king, his son is a servant. That is the co-regent paradigm in the Bible. The king has a son and his son becomes the ruler of the world. Uh, and then we have the final uh, covenant paradigm of the whole New Testament that you just articulated, um, Jonathan, and that is the husband wife paradigm. So that when we proclaim the gospel to men and women, the bridegroom is calling a bride to himself and the dynamic of the gospel in its beauty should bring about the impactful nature of what beauty constitutes. And I'll talk about that in the end of the show, just to keep it going. What is the impactful nature of beauty? Well, it, it brings people together. It brings Amen. the sinner, the sinner together with God and God with the sinner in a way where there is no repelling because when there's repelling, then it's not beautiful. It's beautiful when it's not repelling. So I'm giving you in the invert, really what the, the functional purpose of beauty is designed to do. And when you get that, then we understand why God tells us that the euangelion, the gospel is what we preach. Good news is to be preached because God is beautiful in the totality of the implications of the gospel uh, in relationship to men and women who by nature are not beautiful, but made beautiful by the relationship that occurs when they see the glory of God in the gospel. And you have articulated it well, very well. And what I like about your admonition is it's true in the same way in which marriages end up drifting away from the beauty of marriage and the implications of that beauty. We do that with God. And that's why I'm bringing the study up. I'm bringing it up because I want everyone listening to be able to do a little bit of, of assessing and asking the question, when is, when was the last time you called God beautiful? And and that would definitely work with husbands and wives. It really would. It really would. So thank you for drawing that out. And I'm glad, man. I'm glad. No, you guys are good. Listen, say hello to your lovely wife and your daughter and know that I fully commend you into the hands of my brethren over there um, at at Community Bible Church. And over time, you will discover that a lot of people know PJ over there. Wonderful. Well, thank you, my brother. And um, we will definitely be praying for you guys and your ministry. Yep. And again, just thank you. Thank you for the topic. Well, thank you, Lord, for the topic and laying on my brother Jesse's heart. Amen. Today. Amen. And, Blessings, uh, man. Blessings. Talk to you later. Before I go to break, let me holler at my girl, Arbus, on line number one. Arbus, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Pastor Jesse. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. Now, have you... Um, hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Uh, have you heard the topic that we're dealing with? Yes, I have. From the beginning of the show? Yes, I did. Okay, so that means you actually have a whole lot of people that were in front of you that you can actually borrow from their experience and and kind of um, put together um, a a pretty good response for me now, right? Yes. Okay, good. So here's my question to you. Um, So have you ever um, seen God or called God beautiful? Is God beautiful to you? Yes, he is. Okay, so explain um, that for me. Do I do I have time? Can I read a scripture? Oh yeah, you can read a scripture. Okay. Um, first of all, I see God as beautiful to me in the way that He draws us to Him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the scripture that came to my mind is Deuteronomy, the twenty-first chapter, yeah. the tenth verse, and also Psalms, the forty. 
fifth chapter in the tenth verse, and it says, um, When thou goest forth to war against thine enemies, and the Lord thy God hath delivered them into thine hands, and thou hast taken them captive, and see seest among the captives a beautiful woman, and hast a desire unto her, that thou wouldest have her to thy wife, then thou shalt bring her home to thine house, and she shall shave her head and pare her nails, and she shall put the raiment of her captivity from off her, and shall remain in thine house, and bewail her father and her mother a full month, and after that thou shalt go in unto her, and be her husband, and she shall be thy wife. And then real quickly, um, Psalms 45 and 10, hearken, O daughters, and consider and incline thine ears. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, and for he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. Mm-hmm. So to me, he's beautiful because he he goes after you, and he takes you to himself. And like in that process, you don't really understand it. You're like, what the heck is going on? Matter of fact, you don't know what's going on. Everything, it seems awful but then once you realize that god has taken you to himself and he's pulling things off of you and um causing you to forget your old ways and the things that that you were once drawn to and you're coming into the knowledge of the gospel then that becomes beautiful that that um to me is beautiful um like even in the world we don't like for me, I've never experienced that on a human level where a man would say, you know, I, I see you as beautiful and I'm taking you in your mind and I'm, you're going to be in my house and this is how it's going to be. But the Lord, he does that for, for, all, for all, of the, all of those that are his. So that's how God is beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Girl, you did a great job. That, that itself is a rich and I'm sure everybody in the audience could affirm how biblical that was and how um, accurate it is in the matters of salvation. Deuteronomy 21 describes the captivity that takes place when a sovereign overwhelms your life and then brings you into not only a covenant of captivity, but a covenant of nuptial relationship by which you become his. And this certainly is true with us because we are sinners and God could have captivated us to send us to hell, but he captivated Mm -hmm. us to redeem us, to purchase us, to bring us into a covenant relationship that amounted to us becoming one with him through his son by the gospel. And it is a beautiful act of absolute sovereign mercy and grace. And I agree with you, Arbus. I agree with you. It is strange early on, but later on down the line, we come to discover that God meant us good when he snatched us up out of Egypt, brought us to himself, stripped us of all of the old baggage, gave us a new identity, a new set of clothing, a new relationship, and has promised to be with us forever. Phenomenal expression of beauty. Now, one more question. I'm going to let you go. How and in what way does that impact you in terms of your life? It impacts me in the way of that I don't want to experience life anymore without God's presence. Mm, mm, um, mm, mm, I don't want to have anything in this life without God. Yeah. Um, and it's just the things in this life, it's, you know, like that song, the things of this life become strangely dim um, in the light of His glory. It's just like, what's the purpose if if God is not there, you know? So that's how it has impacted me. 
Mm-hmm. I believe you. I've been knowing you for a long time, knowing what you've been through, knowing what you're going through, and I actually believe everything that you said. Great job. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Thank I've got two lines open, one 367 Two lines open, one 367 I'm going to take a break, but when I come back, Joel and then Catherine on the Monday edition of Lifeline, we're talking about the beauty of the Lord. Do you know it? I'll be right back. And now, back to Lifeline with Jesse Gistand. And the time is 6.36 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We are talking about, well, the beauty of the Lord, and we have had great conversation with our callers on that. We're going to move now to line number two and talk with Catherine and Vallejo. Catherine, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. I uh, have been listening to your question from the beginning of the the hour uh, when it started, and I uh, listened to the answers. And the way I see it is God is beautiful because the Scripture tells us that we are ugly, and we were uh, as filthy rags. And when He imparted His Spirit into me, and I became more like Him, I seen the beauty of what He bestowed in me. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm if I'm answering your question right, a little uh, bit, a little bit. You're like my first caller and and my second caller. Can I tell you what that is? What you're actually right now more you centered than God centered. Hmm. So let me let's back up and let me start with the question because one of the things I do, Levon, is I help people to actually get a, a better grip on the objective reality of God and who He is. And what he has done before we start talking about who we are or even what he's done in us, because that's a byproduct of who God is. So if I'm going to share the gospel with people or the Bible or the word of God, someone were to come to me and say, can you tell me about God? If I begin to tell people about God from the standpoint of what I have experienced from him, I'm not actually telling them about God. I'm telling them about me and my experience with God. Does that follow? Yes. Right. It's a little bit different. And this is the difference between uh, what what's going on largely in our churches today called a man-centered theology and a, and a God-centered theology. So I'm going to start with the question and we're going to make our way there. We're going to make our way to what you said. And we want to build upon that radical contrast that you painted. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing your um, brief testimony on, on where you were when God came and got you. But when I raise the question, is God beautiful to you? And you affirm, yes, God is beautiful. I'm asking you now to describe God's beauty to me as you um, would know it and perceive it. And as you would have maybe a fundamental understanding of what beauty is. How is it that God himself is beautiful to you? Okay, he 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 is beautiful because uh you know i i've experienced his peace uh and you know uh, the world is without peace and just walking in his grace and his peace every day i see the beauty of uh of what he has done in my life i may be still be asking the question wrong but i'm only going by what my testimony right right are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Right. So here's what you would know. 
um, you might not be quite prepared to say it. God is beautiful because God is peace. God is beautiful because God is gracious and merciful. God is beautiful Mm -hmm. because God is redemptive in his compassion towards me, who by nature am not beautiful. That is the way we would begin to describe God in terms of his beauty. Um, And now it's crossing over in the sense that its impact in, in Catherine's life is such that she finds his beauty in who he is and what he does for her. Right. Is that right? That's correct. You you want to you want to give me a little bit more a little bit more about about this God who is beautiful to you? How how was he beautiful to you today? Uh to yesterday? Yeah. He woke me up. He woke he you let up. Let me see another day. He let you but see you another know, day. going back to when he first touched my life, uh-huh. you know, I I was in and out of church, but I never knew the Lord like I know him now. Okay. I read his word. Yeah. And uh, the Spirit led me to read His Word, and I read it, and I read it, and I got an understanding, and I got empowered by the Word. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I start seeing things of this world fall off of me, and I've seen the beauty of what He mm-hmm. imparted in me. Yeah. I couldn't have could made myself. He is the creator of me. Yeah. Uh, I'm a born-again Christian. I love this life. Um I, I, I can just go on and on, but he touched me. He touched. He, he brought me out of, you know, like they say, the uh, a mire clay. Yeah. And that's where he brought me from. Yeah. I, I was close to death. I, 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 I wish I could just have the time to just share with you my testimony on where he brought me from. I can feel it. Uh, oh yeah. I can feel it. He's been good to you. He really has been good to me, <laughs> and uh, you know, I have had my challenges, but uh, God has been good because He has kept me. These many years that I've been saved. Yeah, see, that's and, another. That's uh, I another. Can, I can say that he's beautiful because he's turned my life completely around. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing that's coming out of my life is goodness. See, and his mercy. See, that followed me. See, because I was that close to death. Yeah. See, there you go. See, so for um for for the believer in your testimony is a lot like all of ours because what God does is save people from a desperate hellbound condition, doesn't he? Yes, yes, that is correct. And and when he does I and do anything when, for myself, it, it, he turned my life around. Yeah. That's what he does. That's 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 the goodness of the Lord and his redeeming mercy through Jesus Christ. And we find him to be beautiful in all that, don't we? Yes. yes Amen. Yeah, Amen. He, he is absolutely splendid. Um, beautiful, magnificent, transcendent, glorious, all of the stuff that the Bible says about our God. And I'm glad that you called in and shared with us his impactfulness in your life, because that's what we're called to do to encourage one another. Somebody's out there, Catherine, that needs to be reminded that God has been good to them like that long time ago, and they have forgotten that. Yes. And they need to remember. I'll never forget. Yeah, you won't ever forget, will you? No, I won't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for the call, my dear sister. Loved it. Loved it. I'm going to line number four right now and talk with Joel in San Francisco. Joel, are you there? I am here, brother, uh, Pastor Jesse, and I thank you for this awesome Bible study today. Yeah, yeah. Because I I have a um, a job to do for the Lord, and we have a ministry on. I'm going to answer the question. I'm going to answer the question. Stop for a second. Stop. Okay. We, we're not at work. Okay. This is Bible study. Okay. So you got to honor God. So now listen to this verse. 
Here's what David says in another psalm. I love my brother. He says, give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, which means the believer who is weak by nature is now made mighty through God in Christ. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. That means to acknowledge God is all glorious and God is almighty. That's what we do. Then you give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now, I'm going to ask you the question. Is God beautiful to you? Yes, he is. So explain to me briefly before we talk about a beautiful aspect of God's missional purpose in our life. How is God beautiful? God is beautiful because of the strength that he has in all that he does, and also the love that okay. he has for us will endure forever. Okay, there we go. That's, that's his beauty to me. That, love and, and strength. Love and strength. God is beautiful because of his temple that he lets us dwell into, even though, just like everybody said today, we're not, we're, we're a train wreck. We're not, we we shouldn't even be able to get in with the Lord, (laughs) to be next to him. And he is beautiful because of his word. His word is beauty. I love it. And when he says in John 14, 23, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, uh-huh. and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and, and make, make our, our abode home with, with him. Them. Mm-hmm. I That's agree with beauty. you. That's beauty. I agree. beauty right there. I agree with you, brother. I That's agree with you. Covenant. I agree the, with you. The Lord, I he loves me, and that's the beauty that I see, that I am married to him. Yeah. yeah. He's married to me. Yeah. He has a covenant and a marriage to all of us. Uh-huh. And Oops. when we are in a bad state, his mercifulness towards us is his beauty. Yep. His, see? His, see? his ability to accept us mm-hmm. all dirty and mm-hmm. messed up uh-huh. is beautiful. Still have that that whispering voice for us and say, it's okay. Yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, I know you're a mess. Now, now let's talk about how that, that love, that, that beauty of God impacts us in a way that we want to be missional, missional and make sure that that beauty, not only in its communicable, um, transformational nature in our own life, but in others. So now we're talking about helping people who have not necessarily discovered or acknowledged the beauty of the Lord to such a degree that they despair and they fall into depression and even sometimes levels of suicide. This is the ministry that my brother Joel is in. And because I only got about 30 seconds with you before I take a break, I want you to explain briefly uh, what the ministry is about and the number for people to get involved in order that they might communicate God's beauty to people who need it. Well, I just want to say that this is a divine Bible study tonight because this particular question that Pastor had brought up is something that we 
as operators on the prayer and suicide prevention line, one eight six six to Jesus, we have to explain the Lord's love and beauty on a daily basis for people that are broken yep. and need help yep. and need him to pick them up because they're ready to take themselves out or their boyfriend or husband is beating them up or they're homeless in the street, all these different things that come up, and these are the things that we need to have in our armor, in, yep. in your our arsenal. On our arsenal, just to be ready to understand, to say, let the Spirit of God lead us through these conversations, to be able to help these people recover. Now, we we just we just love the Lord because this we're not we're we're not a secular line where you just call up and you start talking to a counselor. We are pumping up the Lord from the very second that the call is answered. I ask for a name. We start praying for them, and immediately let the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior impact that person. So this and is one eight six six to Jesus, right? This is the prayer and suicide prevention prevention line. line. The prayer yes. and suicide prevention line, one eight six six to Jesus. And we could use all the volunteers we can get. I'm gonna let yes. you go, brother Joel. Thank you for calling. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Gotta take a break. I'll get you Levon, I'll get you Renee, and I'll get you Melody to close it out. We'll be right back. And now, back to Lifeline with Jesse Gestand. And we are back. Time, 6.52. We've got a few minutes left. Let's go to line number one and talk with LaVon in San Francisco. LaVon, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Good. Let me ask you the question for time's sake. Have you ever thought about God being beautiful? Yes. Is he beautiful to you? Yes, he is. Okay, so tell me, in what way is God beautiful to LaVon? Anyone who can make your life different, change you, uh, cultivate a blessing in your spirit, who gives you encouragement for the journey. Anyone who could save you from your wretched self, Mm -hmm. that's the person I want to know. One that is true. Mm -hmm. So God is beautiful because he has transformed your life. Yes. Okay. He's, He's good anyway. He's good, but is he beautiful? Yes, he's both. Okay, so you know there's a difference between beauty and goodness. Right. Okay, so I, what, I, what I'm doing is I'm helping people learn how to be more um, committed to, to what, what the meaning of words are. So if you've ever said something is beautiful, that means something. And when you say something is good, that means something else. Right. I'm just using it to say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Right. This is a man that trusted in thee, but he's beautiful. His appeal, his uh, spiritual appeal is beautiful to me. There you go. Now we're getting closer. Come on now. I'm going to give you 30 more seconds. Okay. So how does it impact your life? It impacts my life because... There is a safety net in Jesus. Okay, I'm you with can't you. Go wrong. I'm with you. Uh, with the truth. Don't, I'm with you. You can't lose. He says that he will be there for you. Mm-hmm. He said he told you that not just because he could supply all of your needs, even though he said he would supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. I believe his word to be true. 
anyway, because uh, he's basically the word says that uh, he was the truth and the light, and no man cometh unto the Father but by him. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because he says that he, because he says that greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. That's beautiful. When he saves, uh, he saves, he saves us from uh, uh, the world. We're no longer a part of the world. We're a part of his spiritual order. We're a part of that uh, being imitators of of him. Yeah, I so agree. Romans 12 says, uh, told us that I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, something you should be doing anyway. I agree when with I you. I found out, I learned to do better. I'm going to do better. And that's what I chose to do. So I, it's a choice you have to make, but it's a mindset also. Mm-hmm. But your heart has to be in there for the for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It can't just be one minute I'm on and one minute I'm off. This is a marriage, and it's like uh, the bridegroom. He's the bridegroom, and I want him constantly in my life. Listen, thank you for that. That's what I'm talking about. I want him too. He is my bridegroom, too, so get over. Scoot over, LaVon. We can share him. (laughs) All right, let me go to line number um, two and talk with Melody. One minute, Melody. We got one minute, girl. One minute. Have you ever seen God to be beautiful to you? Is it me? Oh, yes. Girl, you, you look, oh, you're you going to oh lose. Oh, my God. You, on you, Sunday, you, I'm just, jump, oh, I can't hardly contain the words, Pastor Jesse. On Sunday, my heart was filled with joy because if you even go to so many places in the Bible, but I'm going to take Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good, good news, who proclaims peace, yeah. who brings glad tidings of yeah. good things, who yeah. proclaims salvation. Yeah. Who says to Zion? Yeah. Like God, God reigns. reigns? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> if God Beautiful. hadn't picked me up miraculously in my life and changed me. Uh-huh. And then I had to go through everything that I, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I had to learn how to rest in him. But he had to show me it wasn't always things I wanted to feel. But my goodness, if you just stay and listen to the truth of God's word, it'll bring peace to your heart. It'll bring joy to your life. You won't even be the same. You'll know how to live differently. Because you're not trying to do your will, you're lining up with his will, which takes a lot out of you because you always want to do your thing. I agree. (laughs) But thanks be to God, he's so beautiful. Yeah. That why would he come to me down from all that glory? Yeah. Oh, my God, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But it's not just what he does, it's who he is, it's the things, how how he puts line upon line, precept upon precept. Uh And you listen to the word and it changes your heart from from one thing to another in the instant of the eye. You are a changed person when God comes into your life. And you're blessed whether I die today or don't live tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It won't even matter because Mm -hmm. he has came into my life. The spirit of God lives down on the inside and I'm trying my best to take this old sinner man out it's a mess though and i'll be a mess (laughs) until the day i die but you know what i'm gonna be looking to jesus the author and the finisher of my faith you mean you you mean you gonna be at the table with me oh i'm definitely (laughs) trying to be right there eating that food (laughs) that beautiful wonderful table and so many places in the bible it depicts the passy 
that message on Sunday, starting from Sunday school. Let's just go with the songs. That's why it's so important to be in the service. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Renee, we'll catch you next time, the Lord willing. Great topic, great um, callers. And until next time, keep your eyes on Christ. You will see his beauty. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.